Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. Whew, what a week it's been. Now, if you were able to listen to the last episode, which was the $2 Tuesday talking about the movie Halloween, you know that I've had a cold this week. I've been a little sick. I would say I got past it by like Wednesday, but you know that recovery after the cold to me is the worst honestly. Um, So, you know, just getting rehydrated and getting some of my energy back. But today was the first day that I woke up and I didn't have a headache and I could breathe through both nostrils. It was wonderful. So there was a lot that didn't get done this week that I really wanted to get done, but I didn't want to overdo it or, you know, push myself too much. So expect a lot next week because... There's a lot going on in the month of November, but we're going to talk about that later. Right now, we're talking about the movie Priscilla. You know, year two of Elvis movie. So this is Priscilla, directed by Sofia Coppola, stars Kaylee Spaney in the title role, and Jacob Ellerty as Elvis. There's other cast members, definitely, but those two right there are pretty much in almost every scene. Almost every scene. There isn't a moment we don't see Kaylee Spaney playing some version of Priscilla. When I say version, I mean we start when she's very young, like 14 years old, when she meets Elvis. For those who didn't know, the first time her and Elvis met, he was 24 years old. She was 14. They met in Germany when her father was stationed over there, and he was also stationed over there. Elvis served in the, I believe, Army for two years, from, what, 58 to 60? And he met. they met at a party, The way the movie portrays it is he was homesick and she was the first person he kind of really met that was from home. By home, I mean the States. So I I think there was the way, again, this is all from her perspective. So it's not very objective. It's very subjective. These are the events that happen, but the way she experienced them, the way she remembers them. So it's a very interesting tale. Especially given that it's 2023 and people are so sensitive about age gaps and talking, you know, the word grooming goes everywhere. So I think it's very bold of Sofia Coppola or she's just very ignorant to what's going on in the current, you know, everyday world climate. 
uh, to tell this story. I think, you know, maybe 15 years ago, it would have been easy to tell this story without any backlash. But this is 2023 and everyone is so dang sensitive. Even the truth, even true stories, parts of history, people want to somehow cancel or just shut down or not talk about it. The fact of the matter is, Priscilla met Elvis when she was 14 years old. He was 24 years of age and she fell head over heels in love with him. They were friends, pen pals for a while. They spent some time together. He actually flew her out to the States. They spent two weeks together. Then she ended up going to live with him um, right before she finished high school. She finished high school in Memphis. And then they got married several years later. And they were married for a very short time. It's interesting seeing these two very different stories of Elvis and where where do I begin here where to begin I think it's kind of hard not to compare the two and I I think people are going to go into this comparing the two you can't help it we just saw the Elvis movie it was just a few months ago that Austin Butler won the Golden Globe best actor in a drama for his role as Elvis and so it's it's hard not to compare these two movies but I want you to keep in mind we're talking about two completely different directors two completely different styles Boz Lerman is all about the theatrics flashy colors you know his movies are like musicals without the musical I mean he's done a couple musicals I think one or two but I mean very you know fast and entertaining and they move a little bit differently Sophia's movies tend to move a bit slower and instead of things being so flashy they're very understated now that doesn't always work for her it's very hit or miss but that's just her style that's the way she likes to do things I think in this movie her typical style which I've always described as like instead of like motion pictures it's motion portraits she has this way of creating portraits on screen these very intentional colorful beautiful setup shots and giving us so much in these shots so many different details I think that that's part of the female gaze as well there's something about the details we look at things a little bit differently you know nail polish nails eyeliner um stuff like that it's just these little details that men might overlook but women we instantly just zone in on It doesn't make us better or worse. It just makes us different. It's a different gaze and we don't see it too often. You don't have a lot of female directors. So when you get a female director who's all about the details, it's always fascinating to me because the details are just a little bit different. And that's kind of how this movie starts. This little introduction is just kind of a montage scene of, you know, uh, her painted toenails, her doing the winged eyeliner. We get this picture immediately of the Priscilla that we all know with the big hair and the beautiful dark makeup, you know, those bright blue eyes and very put together. And then we instantly go into Priscilla, 14 years of age. So it's almost like we're minded. This is Priscilla. Now, now let me kind of reintroduce you very interesting little technique but the movie is I would say it's it's quiet it's understated there's an episodic feel to it that's very much Sofia Coppola the way she kind of does things she kind of takes these moments and she finds a way to string them together a lot of movies when I say they're episodic it's like they're just moments and there's no connective tissue there's really no narrative flow what Sofia Coppola likes to do is she'll take these moments and stack them next to together together piece them together and she'll find something within something that these moments have in common and use that as the connective tissue. And the thing these moments have in common is Priscilla. 
So I, I thought this was just well done. I thought it was a beautiful movie. Just gorgeous, beautiful cinematography, great costume, hair, makeup, the way they transform Kaylee into Priscilla, you know, the big hair, the make they she's so beautiful in this movie. And I think that would have been the hardest part for anyone if they weren't able to take Kaylee, who is beautiful on her own, don't get me wrong, but transform her into that effervescent beauty. The the Priscilla that we know. She was just gorgeous. Yeah, it was big hair, big black hair, eyeliner, but she was just Stunning. I mean, she's still beautiful, right? But she was stunning. She was so beautiful. Just absolutely gorgeous. And so to watch that transformation, this little girl of 14, transform into this woman that we knew. And I thought that was so interesting because that's the Priscilla that I've, I've always identified with in a sense or identified, you know, the big hair, the eyeliner. I've never given much thought to the Priscilla before or even the Priscilla after. Now, I've seen photos of Elvis and Priscilla, you know, after their divorce, the infamous photo of them walking hand in hand after the divorce was finalized. But I've never given much thought to that Priscilla you know, once the big hair was gone and the eyeliner wasn't so overdone, we never really think about how she got to that point. So we get to really see that part, the, the transformation, her trying to fit into this new environment because she loved this man so much. The tumultuousness of their relationship, the way she was navigating his life and her new life and trying to be his wife and his lover and just the drug use and trying to keep up with this new lifestyle. And keep in mind, she's a child for a good chunk of this. She's just a baby. And he's this grown man I think who wants to find a center who wants to be grounded who wants to come home and just rest and be easy so much of his life was just up and down and going from this place to that place so I can imagine for a man like that it's comforting to come home and know there's a woman waiting and for whatever reason he found it in Priscilla I don't know I I can't speak for the man he's dead but I mean you can say whatever you want call him all the names in the book I don't know I mean, yeah, obviously, by our standards of today, he is all of those things. I think it's hard for me to say those words out loud because this is her story. This is her story the way she saw it. This is her story the way she lived it. And I feel like it would just be disrespectful to speak over her in that way. I'd rather kind of take a step back and just let her tell, tell her story. Let her define him the way she wants to, in the way that only she can. But yeah, I thought this movie was just well done, very beautiful. I thought Kaylee did Kay, I thought Kaylee did an excellent job in portraying this role with what she was given. Now, I know that sounds bad the way I say it cuz I've said that before, but again, this is it's dialogue kind of light. It's dialogue light, very understated, very quiet. So so much of Kaylee's performance relies on her facial expressions and her reacting to things around her. There's one scene where it's after she's officially moved to Memphis. She's waiting for Elvis to come back from, you know, I think shooting a movie. He comes back. She sits at the dinner table with him and she's just trying to get comfortable in the setting. You know, she's surrounded by all these different men who are his friends and he's next to her and all we have really of the scene is her face you know she's front and center while everything's kind of happening around her we're watching her kind of transform and mold into the the setting 
we watch her try to get comfortable, try to get easy with it, you know, trying to, you know, we, we it's, it's a beautiful thing. We have these moments where everything's kind of happening around her and we're just watching her respond to it. Um, when she goes into labor, it's so funny. That thing was too funny. It was the most woman thing I've ever seen because she's sitting upstairs doing her makeup, putting on false eyelashes, making sure she looks good. I'm like, absolutely girl. Cause you know, them pictures and the men downstairs are just losing their minds and she's just calm, cool, collected, doing her makeup, taking her time. It, it was just beautiful to compare that moment to the moment from before when she was about 17 or 18 years old and just seeing how much growth in such a short amount of time because she got pregnant shortly after they got married um I think nine months so she would have been like 22 23 years old somewhere around there she got they got married when she was like 21 so from like 17 to like 22 just that much growth that much change to see how much of a woman she really has become. She went from this little girl who was very naive and just very taken and just long and just loved being desired, loved being wanted, loved that he thought about her. He wanted to see her. He went out of his way, met her family, um, gave into her father's demands, dropped her off on time, you know, made sure she was chaperoned, made sure she graduated high school. Just this man who went all out for her and she loved it. She absolutely adored it and felt so treasured and felt so precious. But at the same time, there were so things happening behind the scenes. He was a little controlling, you know, talking about the way she looked. He wanted her hair to be dark, darker so that it could bring out her eyes. He didn't like her in brown because it reminded him of the army. He loved her in blue. So the way she kind of changed herself to match the image that looked best with him so that she could fit with him and please him. And then as you see their relationship as they start to kind of grow apart, where she gets rid of the dark hair and the overstated eyeliner and she starts to tone down her wardrobe and you see kind of a, a picture of the little girl that once was. As she starts to figure herself out, this this movie really is not so much about Elvis, but it's about a woman coming into her own, figuring out who she is in the midst of chaos. I think it's a beautiful portrait, honestly. I know Lisa Marie Presley, Elvis's daughter, she passed away just a few days after the Golden Globes in January. So sad. She took great issue with this film and the script. She didn't like the way her father was portrayed. And I can relate to this somewhat. I understand where she's coming from. My father passed away when I was four and a half years old. So I didn't really know him all that well. I don't remember knowing him. My oldest memories are of the last time I saw him and he was in the military and my parents were divorced. So the last time I saw him was like six months before he died. So my time with him was very limited. And she was very young when they got divorced. So I imagine her time with and him being on the road, him traveling the, here and there, her trying to raise Lisa Marie as normal as possible. I imagine her time with him wasn't as, you know, it was limited. I imagine it was limited in a way that she probably wished she had more time with him in the way that I'm sure her mother wished she had more time. But the fact that she was very young, so she really didn't get an opportunity to really get to know the man Elvis. She just knew daddy. And so I imagine it is very frustrating because she has such a positive memory, positive, um, you know, experience with her father because that's her father. Right. But Lisa Marie Presley's relationship with her father and Priscilla's relationship with him when they were married, they're two completely different relationships. Essentially, they didn't know the same man. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I understand her grief. And I understand her struggle to come to grips with this particular movie. I understand why she was more on board with Boz Lerman's interpretation and Austin Butler's performance and less on board with this one because Boz Lerman portrays an Elvis that was larger than life. And yet Boz Lerman's Elvis portrays the victim, so to speak. You know, it, it's almost like justice for Elvis. That's more of that movie. So I could see why she would want to be more on board with this movie. And this movie portrays a perspective that she never saw or experienced, a perspective that she wouldn't understand because she was Elvis's daughter, not his wife. That's the theme here. It's all about perspective. So if you have, if you have seen Boz Lerman's um, Elvis... I think it's interesting if you were to go see this movie, Priscilla, because there's nothing you're going to you're not going to learn anything new in this movie about Elvis. You're not going to learn anything new. You're not going to get any kind of new information. There's nothing you haven't heard before. What you're getting that's new is Priscilla's perspective. That's what's different here. Now, this is the second adaptation of this memoir, Elvis and Me, that she wrote in, well, published in 1985. There was a television movie that came out shortly thereafter, but this is the first theatrical release. So... I mean, it's a television movie. I mean, how, who has access to that? So, yeah, th- this is really the first time we're kind of getting Priscilla's perspective on her relationship with Elvis. We're getting her perspective on the man behind the fancy clothes, behind the voice, behind the movies. We're seeing him in the way that only she got to see him. 
we're getting a more fuller picture of Elvis. And I think that's what's so special about these two movies being so close together. Because essentially, it's the same story, just two very different perspectives. It's not that one is right or one is wrong. We're just getting a fuller picture. So if you do see Elvis, Boz Lerman's Elvis, I think you'll find some things funny. Not funny, but like... Things will make a little more sense in the movie Priscilla because they kind of touch on moments or events or people and they'll make a little more sense. You'll be able to kind of connect some dots. And I don't know. I don't know how to make it make sense. You know, talking about him and going and making musicals and movies and his frustrations with that. We saw a little bit of that in the movie Elvis. But now we're seeing from his wife's perspective how she was trying to support him in that endeavor, when he was trying to make a musical comeback and his struggle with that, we're seeing her perspective as his wife trying to support him and his frustration with that. We, When he was, you know, about to do his Vegas deal, whatever it was, we're seeing a little more perspective on that. We don't see the colonel at all. That was Tom Hanks' character in Boz Lerman. We're only, he's only over the telephone. We never hear his voice. But having that perspective from Boz Lerman's movie helps to connect a lot of the dots, helps to make helps things to make a little bit more sense why he was acting the way he was acting and why she was so frustrated and felt so alienated and out of the picture. But yeah, I think long story short, I really enjoyed that. Thought it was beautiful, beautifully shot, beautifully acted. Very well done. Round of applause. Now, as far as Oscar contention, I've seen this on a couple of short lists. I don't think there are any nominations in the future for this, but if I had to throw it on short list, I would throw Kaylee Spaney on short list for Best Actress, and I would throw this movie in for Best Cinematography. I, I think a case could be made for Best Adapted Screenplay. I, I think a case could be made. But I'm not seeing any nominations, but I can see where this might fall on a few short lists. That's just my opinion. All right, parental units, this is the part of the podcast where I answer your most burning question. Is this movie appropriate for my child? Now, just kind of a tidbit for you parents, there is an app. It's called Critic List. Now, if you look at the description, um, whether you're on YouTube or you're listening on another platform, but if you look at the description, you will see where it says Critic List and a link. I am on an app called Critic List. It's fairly new. Um, a guy named Blaine actually reached out to me a while ago and then I found it again and I've signed up and I'm obsessed with it for parents. And you're wanting to know, is this movie have too much violence? Does it have da 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 da? That's a good app to go to. Um, you can follow me. It's the same username that I have on pretty much every platform. This is savvy. And there, whenever you're doing reviews on critic lists, there's options for how much violence, you know, is there, you know, is it politically leaning one way or the other? Um, cursing, nudity, stuff like that. And I typically do that the night I see the movie or uh, the morning after. So I would download that app, give me a follow. And I usually see movies, y'all know this, like Thursday nights. And yeah, I think that's a good way to kind of know ahead of time where you and your family might stand 
on a movie that I review. Now, but to answer your question, is this movie appropriate for my child? First and foremost, if you are a parent and you have boys, you have just boys, you can go ahead and just skip to the end. I don't think your boys will be interested in this movie. Yes, this is kind of an Elvis movie, but this is definitely a girl's girl kind of movie. I don't think they would find this all that fascinating. But if you have daughters, I think if you have a 12 or 13 year old, use discretion. I think your 14 and older daughter will be just fine. There's no nudity in this. There are no sex scenes. There's moments of intimacy that you might find a little scandalous, like, you know, she's definitely in lingerie. Keep in mind, she is at times portraying a girl that's between the ages of, when she's in lingerie, between the ages of like 16 and 18. So keep that in mind. And um, what else? Yeah, so moments of intimacy, some moments of domestic violence. It's not like enough with Jennifer Lopez. It's not like he hits her in the face, beats her up or anything like that. He's just very aggressive. So there's one moment at the very end where he is sexually aggressive with her. Nothing happens, but he is sexually aggressive with her. One moment where he throws a chair, almost hits her. There's one where they're pillow fighting and he gets a little too aggressive, gets mad, stuff like that. But I think this movie is appropriate for definitely a teenage girl. I think your teenage boy or middle school boy won't find this movie interesting. So don't even worry about it. But yeah, for your daughter, I think this is an interesting tale. There's some red flags and cautionary tale-ness in this book, or not book, but movie, that I think would be great conversation starters. So Highly recommend if you have a daughter that is between the ages of 14 and 18, take her to see this, I'd say like a matinee. So like a three or four o'clock showing. And then after the movie, go to dinner and have a conversation. I think there's a lot for you and your daughter to talk about with respect to this movie. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to me rant and rave about yet another movie so that was priscilla directed by sofia coppola i thought just to sum it all up this movie was beautiful understated quiet very much sofia coppola's style of stringing together portraits to create a narrative and kaylee spaney just shines um in a movie where she doesn't speak a whole lot her face says everything she's just beautiful in this movie and i can't wait to see what comes from her in terms of her career so what's coming up there's a lot coming up y'all we got a busy november i thought october was busy i think um november is gonna push me to my limit possibly we we shall see because i think december is gonna be a bit light i'm not sure i don't know i haven't made my december calendar yet yes i have a calendar so this is what's coming up in the month of november since it's the beginning of the month let me just give it to you what i have so far So Monday the 6th, I am going to AMC for AMC Screen Unseen. It's a mystery movie. I have no idea what it is. The ticket costs $5. I couldn't resist. So depending on what the movie is, and I say depending because the movie might have a review embargo. I don't know because I have no idea what it is. And if there isn't one, you're going to get a little review from me the next day. That's how that's going to work. You're also going to get reviews next week for The Holdovers and Anatomy of a Fall. 
So what else is next week? Two, so three moves next week, technically, because Monday for me is the start of a week. So we have Screen Unseen, the mystery movie on Monday. Thursday, I'm seeing The Marvels. And then Friday, I'm seeing Journey to Bethlehem, which is like a Christian musical, the nativity story. Why they're releasing that before Thanksgiving, I don't know. I feel like this will be a good, you know, Advent movie. Somewhere, you know, not quite Christmas, but like right before. But whatever, who am I? And then next week, I am seeing The Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Still got to finish the book. Do not judge me. And then I was going to see Wish the day before it was supposed to come out. So it's supposed to come out on a Tuesday. Um, not on Tuesday, on a Wednesday. Wednesday the 22nd, I believe. I was going to see it that Tuesday. AMC has an early screening. I'm seeing it Saturday the 18th. So you will get a review for that Monday. Can't wait. Then I'm waiting for Napoleon tickets to go on sale. I'm also going to be seeing the horror movie Thanksgiving at some point. I just don't have a ticket for it. Um, All of my A-list reservations are snatched up. I got to wait for those to just loosen up a bit. And then there are some Netflix movies coming out. So The Killer comes out next week, the 10th. So I'll probably end up watching that, you know, after I post my review for the Marvels. And then right before I go see Journey to Bethlehem, I'll end up watching. I think it's called The Killer. I know it's David Finch. David Fincher. I always get his name wrong. Don't judge me. Do not judge me. I, I feel your judgment. But I know it's David Fassbender. Um, David Fincher, I believe. Now I'm making myself mad. And then Rustin. I know that's limited release right now. It's not in my area. Not that I can find. Well, I can look at other theaters outside of AMC if I really wanted to. That's not a you know big deal. You know what? I just might that gave me an idea so the movie Rustin stars um Coleman Domingo love him he's so cool he's so cool I love that dude so much he's just the coolest like he's just so cool him and David Keith like if I had to like just like personify cool it would be Coleman Domingo and Dave Keith like they're just so cool he actually has two movies coming out this Oscar contender season. He has Rustin, which I've heard some great things about. And then The Color Purple, which I've heard nothing about. I'm very nervous for that movie, by the way. That's supposed to come out Christmas Day, I think, or Christmas week. Um, I understand that is an adaptation of the musical, but no one's going to really see it that way. They're just going to compare it to the first movie. And what a feat. We shall see how it does. So, yeah, that's... There are so many different things happening in the month of November. I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, that I get to see Maestro in theaters before it hits Netflix in December. I would love to see the movie in theaters before Netflix decides to blast it. But it is what it is. I'm also probably going to end up giving you guys a review for Across the Spider-Verse. It's on Netflix now. Um, You know, watching it on my TV at home, I imagine it's not going to make me sick because a lot of people asking savannah why haven't you seen that movie yet that kind of animation makes me nauseous like the comic book animation i've never been able to read comic books because it makes me nauseous it's sad right very sad i've always been very upset by that because i actually started trying to read comic just regular comic books that you would get at like a grocery store when i was very little couldn't do it now the funny pages in the newspaper could read those absolutely comic strips yeah but like that comic book animation can't do it i don't know why so hopefully i'll get a review for that soon to y'all i definitely want to again do as many oscar contenders as possible minus documentaries i'm not a documentary girl but 
That's it. That's what's coming up. It's a heavy November, y'all. And we got lots to talk about. We're still waiting on news from SAG-AFTRA and the AMPTP to hurry up and make a freaking deal so we can all get back with our lives and get on with it. I'm just ready to just get on with it. So cross your fingers for SAG and the big studios to come to an agreement and be friends again so we can all move on and we can get on with our 2024 movie year. Anyways, let me know what your thoughts are. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe and share. I love you very much. I hope you have an amazing, safe weekend. And I I guess I'll see you guys sooner than I I think. Have a good weekend. Love y'all. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.